Inverse Genius, Episode 52, Fortnightly Spice Patrol Max. On this Fortnightly episode, Donald is joined by Bill Corey and John Manis to talk all about spicy things they've enjoyed over the past couple weeks. Hey, do you know you can go over to podpledge.com and search for Inverse Genius and you'll see our Podpledge page. All that money goes to help support the ongoing podcasting costs and we truly appreciate it. Thanks. Welcome to another excellent episode of the Inverse Genius Fortnightly. I'm Donald Dennis, and you can find me all over the wilds of the internet as well as Fio. And today, with these fine folks I'm going to introduce you to in a second, we are going to talk about stuff that we are excited about. Not tabletop game relating. If you want that, go listen to Onboard Games, where we cover board games and role-playing games and, uh, and card games and all the others. So, on... Uh, my immediate vicinity, the most closely positioned host we have to me here is John Manus, who's also in uh, the glorious state of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. Hey, John. It's me, John. Where can you be found? Oh, I can be found right here at my desk. Um, no, but uh, listeners can check me out at Swarmcast Podcast, uh, swarmcastpodcast.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Cobalt Dude, where I see all sorts of random stuff lately. Because I've recently been uh, doing a lot more stuff on Twitter because, you know, Twitter doesn't black out for like five hours. Right, at a time. At a time. Yeah, but we should bring on, on our on our other wonderful uh, Inverse Genius host-like entity. Hey, Mr. Bill Quarry. Hey, Bill, welcome to the show. Well, hello there. How's it going? Oh, man, I've been missing those deep and sultry tones of yours there. <laughs> it, it just gives me the shivers. Excellent. I have a special voice I use just for you, Donald. Ooh, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I think I've just changed my favorite thing. My burgeoning ASMR <laughs> career is just around the corner. Nice. Uh, well, where can you be found, Bill? At my desk. No. I oh, have, good callback. I totally stole that joke. Thank you, John. <laughs> I don't do a whole lot on the internet at the moment, but I think I'm on Twitter at, at B-C-J-B-E-E-C-E-E-J-A-Y. Mm. I don't know. That's probably about it. I'm pretty internet dumb these days. It's kind of nice. Well, um, lucky you. I am <laughs> living my life on the internet, except for when I get into Facebook jail, which has happened to me apparently far too often recently. I, I can't even really? go into the hmm. groups that I manage or created and, and post on those. <laughs> I can I can thumb things up or give little scally faces, but I can't post. You are naughty and you have been punished by the algorithm. I have. I have. And of all the things I've done on Facebook, I really think that it was the least deserving of banning. So <laughs> I agree. Yeah. 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 That's why you should go to Twitter. I'm I'm on the Twitters. Oh boy. Um just just live on Twitter. Well, so has everybody had a good couple of geek weeks? Is there anything that you've seen that's been super exciting that you're not going to use as your topic that you want to just sort of name drop here or there? Yes, mm. there is a game. And I know that we're not supposed to, but I, I checked the list as you were listing off the kinds of games we're not supposed to talk about. You said board games, card games. Video games are fine. Video games are fine. Excellent. Very good. I have been addicted to a video game called Storybook Brawl. Ooh. It is currently in early access on Steam, so you can play it for free. And it is an eight-person multiplayer auto-battling drafting game. Think Hearthstone, but imagine if you always had to play in a round-robin tournament against seven other people. 
Um, and your placement amongst those eight determined whether you won or not. It has been so long since I have played Hearthstone. I should pick that up right. again. <laughs> well, I would strongly recommend picking up this one instead because it was actually designed by a Magic Pro Tour guy and one of the guys that designed Hearthstone at, at original launch. So it's got a good pedigree behind it, and you can get in on the ground floor. It's really fun. Plus, the theme is cute. So that's the thing I'm not going to talk about. Nice. How did I do how did I do not talking about it? It was great. Well, I mean, you know, we're not going into 15 minutes on it, so that's good. John, how <laughs> about enough. yourself? Any, any callbacks to previous things we've talked about or something else you really want to mention? Okay. Uh, well, on a previous episode, um, you guys were talking about beer and pizza. So I uh, consumed about 10 pounds of uh, pizza. No. Um, mm. No, <laughs> that's... That's me doing a, um, that's a running gag that I do when I'm on. No, recently I just got back from Origins and I mean, everything I saw there was really cool, but, but me being me, the coolest thing I saw that I had to take a picture of was somebody had this, uh, this framework they set up on their booth with a uh, PVC piping and these awesome looking clamps that had a little hole in it that you could stick a piece of PVC pipe in it. And that was, uh, that's my thing. Um, Okay. That's amazing. That's yeah. I'm not. So there is a clamp thing that can hold a PVC pipe and it has mm-hmm. ensnared your mind. Yeah. yeah. You, you clamp it onto the table and then it has like a little hole in the top of it. So you can stick the PVC pipe in and then you, they made a, a frame around their table with that. I mean, this, oh, this isn't new okay. technology. But it was cool. You just said, was there something recently? You're right. You're absolutely. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> This is this is not to, not to, not to yuck your yums. You know everything. Everything here is supposed to be joyous and happyful. So this is great. Shoot us a picture. We'll put it in the show notes. All of our listeners can let us know how brilliant and exciting your PVC uh, desktop piping clamp is, because you know I can see you finding use for that at Scarab, mm-hmm. or anywhere, or Shushcon. You know, I I don't necessarily understand the specific appeal of the table clamp PVC holdy thingy because I it's hard for me to envision specifically what you're talking about. But I do have a special place in my heart for any weird gadget that does a really odd task that needs <laughs> doing and you can't figure out who came up with it in the first place. I love stuff like that. Like there's, I feel like there could be an entire museum just of oddball one-off gadgets like that and even if not a museum there could be a whole nother future episode of the inverse genius fortnightly about weird gadgets that people want to talk about yes please nice yeah mine's been pretty dead so well we're not uh, we're not going to talk about <laughs> any of that we are how we're going to talk about it. since this is the pre dune episode that's going to come out uh, when we'll soon all be venturing to arrakis to see a bunch of exceptionally marginal actors do a lot of really cool action-y things. Um, and maybe some good actors, too. I, I couldn't say. Uh, but, uh, so this brings me to the real question. For the question of the episode is, what uh, is your favorite spice or spice-related thing? And and I've got two of them. So if you have extras you want to drop in, then then feel free. And, and we're going to start with John. Hmm. Well... My favorite, and this might be cheating a little, it's a, it's a little combination of salt, pepper, and garlic. Oh, I mean, that's a spice mix. That counts as the thing. That is that is amazing. Okay. And that's like the base mix I go to before I start. It's like, oh, I'm cooking a big red meat thing. It's going to have rosemary in it too. But it starts with that, right? That uh-huh. is the basic thing you can put in. I'm going to put in a lot of exactly. lemon zest. You got your own lemon pepper, you know. 
So there you go. Um, it's good that's, on a steak, good on a burger, good on anything. Good on anything. All right. Uh, so uh, uh, this is dangerous. I'm going to Bill because Bill's the spiciest of all. Uh, so Bill, <laughs> uh, what's, what's your favorite <laughs> spicy thing? I am a very big fan of ginger spice. Uh-huh. And especially the work that she did with Baby Spice, Sporty Spice, Scary Spice, and Posh Spice. Right. Does that count? Um, you know. No? Um, do, you, do you have something more closely related to, uh, <laughs> to actual spices that you'd put on your food, not okay, okay. spice you'd put food on? Let's, you know, come on. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I like I like that I liked it. All right. So as far as actual spice stuff, here, there is one thing. There is a spice shop located in northern Illinois, Ooh. which I live a couple hours away from, and they sell something called Vulcan fire salt. Uh, and to this day, uh, I'm not exactly sure what's in it. I know that there is some cayenne involved and some other spi- some other hot stuff and salt obviously but i don't know the exact mix of the stuff and i'm currently out so i don't even have a bottle to look at but it's called vulcan fire salt and it is delightful on especially things like eggs things that you would normally put salt and or pepper on potentially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Th- you know mm-hmm. things of that it it salts very similarly to that baked potatoes are very good with it it's also it's good with a lot of stuff so that would be that would be my spice. vulcan fire salt that's that sounds magical. Yes. So yep, cool. it is magical. There's a pl- it's in Gray's Lake, Illinois, and I'm pretty sure they ship. I'll see if I can find the name of the place before too long, and I'll that's fine. Post that along because I'm pretty sure they do mail order. And if if he gets that to me, then I will put it in the show notes. And uh, I will say that for our spice episode here, we're going to allow you know herbs, minerals, uh, and and actual spices. So all that counts. Uh, we're not, you know, we're we're not here to be precise or accurate. We're here to be entertaining. Uh, and <laughs> excellent, by golly! So I guess I shouldn't have griefed you on your <sighs> Spice Girls choice, but I, I, I mean they're delightful. No. So, wait, wait, it's your turn, right? It is Donald? my turn. It is my so. Turn. Can yeah. you do me a favor? Yes, and tell me what you want, what you really, really want in your spices to start over. <laughs> oh, so my spice. Okay. So I got two, two spices. Um, one, one is, uh, the a, a spice that I like to eat. And it actually, it starts with John's thing probably. And it's the Montreal steak seasoning is our house favorite mm-hmm. of, um, of steak or in any kind of meat. It's like, yeah, we're going to put it on our hamburgers or whatever. Uh, it's got just all the right blends of, of everything. And I hate to pick a, pre-done spice mix because for years I mixed my own. I did all the things and then I just found this one. I said, well, they've done it right. This matches the the tastes of our family that we have the family likes. And um, so that's what we do. Now, if I'm drinking, my favorite spice is um, a nice chai blend uh, of spices and, you know, anything that's got a lot of cardamom and cinnamon in it, it's probably, probably right up my alley. I love cardamom. Which is annoying because I have several friends who also like it, but if they are intolerant to it, it causes them issues. So if you ever drink chai or eat Indian food and it, and it does not agree with you, it's, prob- it's probably not food poisoning. It's probably just that the cardamom 
does not sit well with you for whatever reason, which is sad. I guess I like to eat poison. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and, mm. and you see all these stupid articles about, hey, 10 health benefits of cardamom. No, there are no health benefits to cardamom. It is just tasty and delicious. You don't need an excuse to enjoy yourself. <laughs> tasty, delicious poison. There you go. I like it. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so, and, and I think that's wrapping it up for this episode. No, wait, I think we should probably cover something besides <laughs> Dune-related spices. Uh, you know, no one said spice melange, so you've lost your Greek, your geek card there, which that's is fair. the whole deep Dune Uh-oh. thing. But uh, well, I was going to say something about the spice must flow when uh, when uh, Bill brought up the Spice Girls, but that didn't seem appropriate. Um, I, I appreciate your restraint. I just want to be really upfront and embrace my lack of geekery here because I am in this weird position where I've actually never seen the movie Dune in its entirety, mm-hmm. the original. So I'm looking forward to this remake because I'm actually going to watch it. I've just never gotten around to <laughs> watching or reading the book, which probably makes me some sort of heathen that should be dragged out into the street. But I've never seen it, so I don't know. No, no, no. I'm excited for the new one, though. Well, you know, I'm not going to grief you for not having seen uh, the original Dune because it was equal parts glorious and horrible. I mean, it was it was both. Yeah. I could see where maybe it wouldn't be your cup of tea. Uh, I really liked it and was appalled by it in equal measure when I first saw it many years ago. Um, sure. And the book, the first book is good. And I heard the second one is good. And then after that, it apparently the series goes downhill. So yeah, whatever. Fair enough. They have a pretty good cast. I'm just looking at the cast of the 2021 version. The cast is pretty solid. So I'm excited. Right. But at least two of the, two of the big names can't actually act, but, Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, we're not going to talk about that. All right, all right. We're not going to talk about that. We're definitely right. not talking about that. Yes, um, that's wrong. That's a different podcast. Uh, listeners, yeah, <laughs> listeners, write in and let us know who you think Donald thinks can't act. Right, and uh, um, we'll pick one at random and laugh. Right, <laughs> we, we'll mention that's it. If you let us know who you think, we will on a future episode announce who was correct, but not still reveal who it was. I thought couldn't act, but still not say who the right. bad actors were. Excellent. There you go. Uh, yep. All right, so. Let's start uh, with Bill. Bill, what what would you like to talk about as your big, hey, this is what I'd like to talk about thing? I would like to talk about the upcoming remake of the classic movie Dune. And uh, No, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. (laughs) All right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I haven't. (laughs) No. I... So I am. I was going to talk about Dune. uh, (laughs) I'm Spartacus. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, um, I am bad at getting on board with TV shows that everybody else says I should watch. Mm. I don't know what it is. There's something in my psyche that immediately pushes back when people say, oh my God, you have to watch X. And somehow I have a hard time engaging with them. So when I do find a show that I engage with, and I don't know if this is just my inner hipster or what it is, Mm. but (laughs) if I stumble across a show on my own, I can get into it where I, I I don't know what my my problem is, but the show that I have stumbled into on my own and have fallen in love with is doom patrol, Mm. which is currently on HBO max Mm -hmm. and whatnot. It is a DC comics superhero show that has a pretty decent cast. I would say as far, I mean, Timothy Dalton. So James Bond is Mm -hmm. in it. Uh, Brendan Frazier, Matt Bomer. It's got a good, it's, Got a good, good cast to it. Al- Alan Tudyk. Here's how ballsy this cast is. They got the guy from White Collar, the main face guy from yes. White Collar. Yes. And then they made him invisible and wrapped him in 
and swat swat uh, the the wrappings the entire oh. time, so you never see his face almost, and you're like, okay, so you got one of the guys who years ago was the most handsome dude in the world. Actually, there's more than one of those in this show, um, yeah. and you've hid them from us. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, the good news is Matt Bomer. It, the actor that you're talking about, I was a big fan of White Collar when that came out too. Me too. Um, and he is a beautiful human being, and you're right. They do. He is wrapped in bandages most of the show, but there are a lot of flashbacks, at least in season one. Yes. So mm-hmm. I got you got to bask in his glory fairly often anyway, as part of that. But the short. So for for listeners that maybe haven't don't know what Doom Patrol is, and we've perhaps jumped ahead a little bit Ooh, here yes. real fast. It is a group of misfit supers in the DC universe who were all extraordinary human beings in some way and all came to an either and some sort of either an untimely end that they were saved from or had some sort of bad supernatural thing happened to them. Mm-hmm. So for instance, Matt Bomer's character was a test pilot for the air force and was test piloting space planes. And he goes up into low earth orbit and then gets possessed by an alien thingamabob. Um, right. The Rita Farr was a, a golden screen a- or a silver screen actress of the fifties, I believe. And something happened. And then one day she, yeah, something terrible happened to her, and now she's uh, basically a giant blob of goo. So it's it, the, the whole show is is things like that. Uh, so a an extraordinary person that something very unfortunate happened to, and they have all come to live at sort of the Island of Misfit Toys version mm-hmm. of Professor X's mansion, yes. for lack of a better term. It's very much the same general format as the x-men there's a rich dude he's got a big old house he lets people that are trying to figure out how to use their powers live there and i won't spoil anything beyond that but that's the general premise for the show why i think i love it so much though is that it doesn't take itself too seriously Mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of wink and nod scattered throughout the show that's fantastic like alan tudyk plays the main super bad guy mr nobody Mm -hmm. and he is also the narrator of the show and so he's regularly breaking the fourth wall and talking to you the viewer as his character which is very odd (laughs) there's a lot of stuff like that just sprinkled throughout it you and you both watched it yes i've not watched the new stuff that's coming out now yes. yes i'm watching the new stuff right now yeah i am very behind Okay, I'm actually an old school fan of the comic book, so. Oh, excellent! Um, See, so I can I, was, I can talk some of that. <laughs> please, please do because that will be an area I will know nothing about. I was a I was a Marvel kid, and, and mm-hmm. at least where I grew up, you sort of weren't allowed to like both of them. I don't know. It's one of those weird <laughs> things, like in the '90s, where you were supposed to either yes. like <laughs> the Backstreet Boys or In Sync. Same general idea but like the comic nerd version of it. So I somehow landed in the Marvel camp, but I never really read any DC at all uh, growing up, but this is excellent. Well, well, fun fact about doom patrol. Cause you kept, you kept referring back to the X-Men. There was a mm-hmm. point where there was a contention, like which came first doom patrol or X-Men. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of folks out there who say, because they kind of both came around at the same time that X-Men only really existed because Doom Patrol existed. Interesting. 
because both both the main characters, Professor X and Chief, they're both the, you know the 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 masterminds behind the group, and they're both wheelchair bound. Yeah, you know, and then you've got this group of just misfit out you know outcasts that are that are having to group together, and they're all living in a big mansion. Yeah, but all the X-Men are super pretty all the time. Like Doom Patrol, and I'm making kind of a half joke about that, but Doom Patrol focuses mm-hmm. on the sort of uh, less cool side of what superpowers could potentially be. Everybody in the mm-hmm. X-Men is kind of a rock star, right? Like there's nobody, at least in the first 20 or 30 years of the X-Men's existence, I feel like none of the characters were really like, had that outcast feel to them. They were all just sort of like, wow, I can shoot amazing lasers out my eyes and also am, you know, tall and perfect and whatever. And Doom Patrol doesn't feel like that. That's, uh, that's part of why I like it. It's you get to root for the underdogs all the time, which I really like. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And I would suggest that if you are uh, if you or any of the listeners are interested in in reading any of the source material, read the series that it ended not too long ago. There's two series that ended just not too long ago um, that was actually written by Gerard Way. So yes, the lead singer from My Chemical Romance wrote Doom Patrol, and really? this TV this TV series is based off of a lot of what he wrote, and a lot of what he wrote was just really out there. And it's great and it's wonderful. Yeah, uh, uh, there uh, there is a sentient street named Danny mm-hmm. that is a recurring side character that can teleport around the planet. Like that's yeah. the level of weirdness that's written into the show, and it is absolutely fantastic. I just yeah. finished season one. I am extremely late to the party, oh. so I'm just now starting season two, and I am. I love binging shows like this because I am not the sort of person that wants to wait a week <laughs> to find out what happens I next. Right. So I'm, I am in my happy place here. I think doom control though, actually benefits from thinking about the episodes between the episodes a little bit. So maybe not a week, but like, Oh, I've watched an episode. Let's go have dinner and chat about it. Fair. So many episodes or series you can just binge through and you're like, Oh, that was great. Next one. Nobody cares. Uh, but there's enough weirdness <laughs> going on. My favorite thing about the Doom Patrol show is it really feels like the characters are all having fun being there. Not, I mean, not the characters, yes. the actors are. The actors, the actors, are yeah. There. And not just because Tudic is is tormenting them, but you know, just sort of the feel. And it's like I get to do what on stage or you know before yeah. a camera. Let's do this thing! Hooray! Yes, yes. So a weird kind of tie-in if you've if you've watched. Umbrella Academy on Netflix, yes. which is also based off of a comic written by Gerard Way. Uh-huh. That his comic and that show very much have the same feel for the way he wrote Doom Patrol. One hundred percent agree. Yes, I and that makes so much sense that they were that the writing the origins come from the same brain because the first thing I thought two episodes into Doom Patrol is wow this is like the Losers Club version of Umbrella Academy in a lot of ways. <laughs> and and it sort of is. And that's that's very much a good thing. It's really nice seeing characters that are learning to deal with it, but not in the cool, fun way. I don't know. I just I like being able to root for underdogs. Right. And Doom Patrol does that well in spades. And also, Alan Tudyk is brilliant. Like he is 
as <laughs> it, at peak Alan Tudickness in this show. I, I, I yearn for him to be on screen in the show. He's so good in his role. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to uh, spoil too see, much about it besides that, because I feel like there's a story to tell there. But Yeah, and I, I don't want to spoil too much either, but... There's a point where Alan Tudyk goes on to do the voice of the Joker in um, the Harley Quinn show that's also on HBO Max. Right. And when he does that, they make a comment about that in character on Doom Patrol. (laughs) If you haven't gotten there yet, if you hadn't gotten there yet, when you get there, you'll know it. You'll know exactly what you're talking about. Was that in the latest season or was it before I watched Harley Quinn and didn't know what was going on? Um, Huh. I, I couldn't say it's, it's not in the current season. It's, I think it was in the last season. That's hilarious. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. That's, that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't know anything beyond like two episodes into season two. So don't spoil anything, but I'm, I love yeah. that feeling of being at the beginning of a journey and knowing that it's going someplace good. Right. Like I like, and this is, I think part of why I resist watching shows as they come out because I enjoy having everybody else be the beta testers for the show. If it stinks, <laughs> I, I know I'll know. in you know, in a while, because they'll stop talking about Absolutely. it. I dodged if a bullet hanging- on lost by waiting for it to yeah. end, you know, it's like, hooray. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got yes. to say though, this is the yes, best I've- DC show TV show. Uh, that's episode after episode doesn't start to just yeah. aggravate me one way or the other. You're like, okay, we're here for a ride. Uh, there's trauma, there's drama, there's comedy. I love it all. And just to throw this in there, it's, in my opinion, it is the best comic to other media adaptation that I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. I, I would not be able to speak on that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Not at all. Like they, they doom patrol really leans into the fact that this is a comic book show. Like there's the, the Brendan Brazier's character is literally a brain stuck into a robot body. He's his name is Clip and he's a giant robot that clanks when he walks and can't make facial expressions and whatever. But he walks around whenever he goes into a business, they just look at him like, "Huh. You're inconveniently <laughs> large for this business." Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, goodbye. And then they walk around him. It's interesting that like like it's an interesting way to do your storytelling there because people do react very badly to Matt Bomer you know, the very pretty man in, in his, in his rags, they definitely react to him, but they pay no attention to the giant robot. And I love, I love little subtleties like that. There's I, and I don't think they, they spell it out, but I think that there is definitely a reason that they're not reacting poorly to him, but they're reacting poorly to the, uh, to the thing he's possessed by. And is that a reason that I will find out about as I continue watching? No, I don't, they didn't, they didn't explicitly address it, but it would make, it would make a lot of sense. You know, so okay. Unless John, so you, John th- you think there is something coming that will explain it? I don't know if they're going to bother. I mean, it's just sort of a oh, okay, just sort I of can, there. I can see that. Yeah, just because because Cliff is still right. basically human, right? He is all human with all the drives, even though he he <laughs> doesn't have the libido because he's in a big can and or whatever. <laughs> but um, but he still dreams about sex. They does. definitely point that out. That's true. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess maybe he does because he is basically nothing but gland, and the uh, the but the other guy has got this alien taint to him. That's probably the wrong phrasing, but <laughs> that, 
the, you know, sort of the negative energy or whatever it is of this, yeah. of this entity. And I think that that's sort of what they're reacting to. And of course you look at this guy and you say, he was, he, he either has leprosy or he has a burn mm-hmm. something or other. And there's just something odd. And the other guys, Oh, it's a big old robot, whatever. So, yeah, no, I can, I can definitely see that. I just find it. It's just such a, it's such good TV. It's such a good way to watch comic book content in my opinion like because the the thing that the movies and and i feel like the mcu movies are pretty guilty of this in general Mm. is that what makes these characters special is the nuance of these stories that have been told over months and weeks and years of the comic i think and like the mcu movies do a pretty good job of packaging that in a consumable format but they don't give characters as much time to breathe and evolve and go on a journey especially whereas the these shows yeah yes yeah yes yeah so and i feel like these the tv series like this like umbrella academy like even agents of shield uh in the first few seasons before it went to hell in my humble opinion like even those they give these characters a chance to be more than just a superpower inside a body Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that. I want. I want my characters to actually be characters, and Doom Patrol has that absolutely nailed. Well, and Invincible with, sort of deals with that kind of thing too. You know. I, and I'm not familiar with that one. I don't know anything about oh. that. But yeah, and I love stuff like that. Um, cool. It's fun. Yeah the um, the MCU TV shows have done a decent job with that. Jessica Jones was pretty good. Luke Cage was pretty good. The first and season then, of Daredevil was pretty good. First season of Daredevil was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. The second season is pretty bad. I stopped watching. No, I mean so. it was good, but it didn't focus on his character development really. They they tried, but fair. They, I mean, I, I'm one season in, and they've already done a really good job of not just ex- showing me who these characters are, but already moving them in a direction. So every single character has their own story that they're telling, which doesn't is something that feels like it gets glossed over in these sort of. ensemble cast shows the other show that i was thinking of that i was just going to briefly mention this definitely has some firefly vibe to it as well even though i know that joss whedon turned out to be kind of a creep but there is definitely a bit of firefly-esque to it there's there's even a brief uh mark shepherd who played badger in firefly Mm -hmm. makes it makes a couple appearances in this show as well as the direct sort of magic-y opposite to alan tudyk which is amazing so i i love it i don't know it's just it's just super good. Like this is one of those that if you're looking for a new show to watch, I would strongly recommend if you have HBO max start on this one. Cause you got three seasons to go through at the moment. So you've got lots of content and it's really solidly done right all the way around. And I'm sorry ahead of time when the rat and the roach meet, and I'm not going to say anything more than that, but if you do go to watch the show, wait for the rat and the roach. That's all I'm saying. That, that was, oh, that was Admiral whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what was his, what was the roach's name? Um Ezekiel. Yes. Ezekiel, Ezekiel yeah. and Admiral Whiskers. There you go. <sighs> yes. All right. Anyway, John, what do you got to talk about? <laughs> well, since we're talking about stuff that's on HBO Max, mm. um the show I want to talk about, it's a, it's an older show. It didn't originate on HBO Max, but now I'm pretty sure you can only really watch it on HBO Max. And it is an all-time favorite of mine. It is called The Regular Show. It's an animated show. 
It's about a um, blue jay and a raccoon named Mordecai and Rigby who work at a, work at a park, and they're a couple slackers, and they get up to all sorts of hijinks. Hilarity ensues, and just when you think it's going to get, uh, just when you think you know where it's going, something crazy, bizarre, and cosmic will happen, and it's just a it's just a great show. It uh it pretty much encompasses the way my mind works on a regular basis, which is random and bizarre. Interesting. So it, it always sort of struck me as being <laughs> like um, uh, clerks, but animated. Uh, is, is that a yeah. good way of describing it? Uh, that is not a bad way to describe it. Um, but it definitely has, there's, it gets to a level where there's going to be at some point, some bizarre cosmic thing that's going to happen. Either they end up on the moon fighting space babies or uh, they have to, or they go back in time, way back in time to the the nineties, the the ancient nineties to do stuff. Um, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> or they find a broken Casio keyboard that can mind control people, or things like that. Uh, but for my money, the best episodes are the ones with the baby ducks in it, because the baby ducks are a bunch of little baby ducks, they're cute little baby ducks that Mordecai and Rigby then rescue and, and raise. And so the baby ducks become jerks and just start beating up everything they, they come across until at the very end, they have to save the park by combining into a giant uh, Voltron, like baby duck Mecca and beating up uh, whatever the bad guy is at that point. And then they go and live on the moon. The baby ducks do. <laughs> yes. The baby ducks are amazing. <laughs> Okay. Have you ever heard somebody describe something and you realize that everything that they said made perfect sense and were all the correct words and you still don't exactly know what the hell they're talking about? That that's that's how I feel right at this moment. I it sounds amazing but super weird. It is super weird. Each so each episode is maybe about 10 to 15 minutes long. So they're very short episodes. Um and each one is just packed with the most bizarre amount of stuff and it's not just like super frenetic like you would get out of some uh some cartoons now it's 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 you know it's one of these you watch it and you go i don't think this was necessarily geared for kids it's not that it's like adult content but it's clearly it's speaking to to me on a really weird level here so does that does it exist in and and i'm sorry i don't I'm not familiar, so I'm coming at this as an outsider. Does it exist in the same sort of spaces, let's say, for instance, like Ren and Stimpy from way back in the day? Or things that are ostensibly Adventure Time, yeah. So the sort of Um, Adult adult Swim-esque things? Yeah, it's it's not quite up there with with most Adult Swim-esque stuff, but Adventure Time is not a bad level to kind of compare it to. And it's not not as... um, I don't know. It doesn't get quite as out there as some Ren and Stippy does. <laughs> okay. Well, this looks fascinating. The animation's really solid. I'm on the, I'm, I'm doing my quick research in the middle of the show, like all professional podcasters <laughs> do. And I'm on the IMDB page. Nice Mark Hamill callback too, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the- <laughs> there's, yep. There's some interesting voice work on this, on this show too. As, as- being a semi-regular. Yeah. <laughs> David Odgen Steers. I have not even laid eyes on that name in forever. He played Charles Emerson Winchester the Third on the on the show oh, Mash yeah. back in the day. Yeah. He's one of the voices too. That makes my heart happy. 
<laughs> Makes my well, heart Curry, happy that you know that's that's, that's the one. If we're going to call up people who are on the show that that we're you know pleased to see or hear, yeah, Tim Curry would be on that list. Tim Curry was in is in this. Uh, what he's got a cast mentioned, but no name. So is he like a narrator or something? I don't know. Maybe just. I think he I does some know. random voices, or he might actually just show up as Tim Curry. That wouldn't surprise me on the show. Oh, that would be funny. Um, <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins, love him. There's lots. Of, this oh, is yeah. a. They have a lot. They get a lot of good cameos. It looks uh-huh. like. So I guess why do oh, you yeah. think they get? Uh, you know, for some of these animated shows, they get some pretty big names to be in it. Is it because it's? Oh, look! You don't have to visit makeup. You can come in on your day on your day out between your other filming, sit down and we'll have you go through your lines and, and use your mad skills for that. And it's a little less stressful or how do you get so many big name people to join you for an animated series? That's, that's fascinating. I think you probably are very close to correct with your original guess there, Donald. Like if, if an actor is, going to do a TV show or a spot or whatever, and you tell them that they can get paid and also don't have to go into makeup or whatever. They just have to do some vocal exercises <laughs> and then stand in a booth for an hour. I'm in right. like, I, and don't get me wrong. I am in no way disparaging the amount of work that voice actors go through. Voice actors work their butts off. Right. I, you know, have, I've, I've done some of that work. I know how difficult it is, but compared to the crazy hours that they probably have to keep on set to, shoot something actually in you know in front of a camera etc yeah yeah i think it's probably partially that and i would also guess that there's a bit of the simpsons effect here too right just based on the on the times that it came out because the show debuted in 2009 and this Mm -hmm. would have been right in the heyday of everybody and their brother making cameos on the simpsons i feel like or maybe a little bit past that, but it's definitely something that's been seen before. Right. Well, I think not Tim Curry will be level. in anything, so he's not, you know. That's fair. Right. Right. <laughs> Him, Samuel L. Jackson, and mm-hmm. Michael Billy Caine Zane. for the longest time had what I called British actor <laughs> syndrome, which was, you're going to pay me? I'll be in that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There are a few of those. Yeah, no, this looks, this looks odd and weird and like one of those sort of Shows that you watch two episodes of it and then you sit and you have to have a little nap and just sort of pay attention and try to figure out what you just watched. It, 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 <laughs> I can't tell besides that. That's what it looks like. Is it that yeah, surreal a, or am I just reading it wrong? No, no, no. That's about right. It's and it's you, it's one of these shows you can take it in small bursts and then walk away from it and then come back to it. And it's just it's it's just that fun. It's that great. Very. Cool. I mean, I, I hate to say, but when when <laughs> it first came out, I was like. Oh, look at that mm-hmm. art style. I have no interest in that. It's sort of the same thing with Adventure Time, right? Since then, I have become right. much more tolerant in my, oh, this is a cool style. I will now, I haven't actually seen Adventure Time, but if somebody said, you know, we've got to sit down and watch Adventure Time, I'm like, absolutely, let's do this. And this same kind of thing with the regular show, you know, and Rick and Morty has done this as well. But the style of animation mm-hmm. that I didn't, or that I really liked, so many people, people started doing stuff that I didn't like. We let's, you know, we don't want to talk too bad about anyone, but um, the, uh, the Beavis and Butthead <laughs> or the, um, uh, the one with Hank Hill uh, over the hill or King of the King hill. Of the hill. Yeah. Uh, King of the hill. I was like, I hate all of that animation. Uh, and it, I, for when I was younger, I was much more 
willing to be angry about something that I didn't immediately understand. And uh, since I've gotten past that and we've started this show, I'm, I'm looking through some of the stills and I'm like, I don't know why I thought this was objectionable. (laughs) I sometimes, sometimes if I can't, if I don't get it straight out the gate, it'll be hard for me to engage with it. But when there's somebody who I know shares at least some similar taste with me seeing as that you're a big doom patrol fan, Mm. I know that that doesn't have anything to do with it, Mm. but I will very much dedicate an hour to, to watching a few episodes. I'm really curious about this now. So this is fun. Is it like Aqua Teen Hunger Force where you watch the first episode and you go, all right, that was kind of cute. And then five hours later, you can't stop laughing or five episodes later, you can't stop laughing. Or is it, is it legitimately actually funny instead of just plain absurd? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know if I'd compare it to, well, let's see. Well, I'm j- I just mean as far as the, I get what you're saying, but from the moment I started watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I was in love with it. Oh. So maybe that's, maybe I'm not the right person to ask that question too. Gotcha. But no, I, I found that the, the regular show, um, it pretty much, it grabs you right off the bat. You think, you know what it's going to be with the first episode. And then they, they then politely, flip it on its head and say, here you go. Here's what the show is. And then, you know, from that point on, all right, this is the level of absurdity I have to, I'm going to be dealing with for the rest of this. And you just buckle up and uh, enjoy the ride. Right. And you well, wait for the big I'm in. to show up. I'll give it a show. I'll give it a viewing. We'll put that on the list and give it a watch. It has eight seasons. Wow. There's and a, a movie and, and a movie and a movie. <laughs> Holy cow. I, I must have just not, not been part of the world when this happened, because <laughs> this is amazing. I like it. No, I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready. Nice. All right. Well, as long as we're talking cool. HBO Max stuff, uh, you know, I guess we've done enough Disney love in the past, and every time we do, I feel kind of bad about that. Uh, but <laughs> I've been watching a show on HBO Max that it was originally a BBC show, and it is one that was recommended to me by a coworker and Connie would have binged the whole thing already with me, but I'm like, Nope, we're going to drag this out. So we're on season three of three seasons. An American version has just started and I haven't named it yet, but I will name it now. It is ghosts. Have you all watched ghosts or are you familiar with it? I am familiar with it and my wife has watched a bunch of it and I've seen a bunch of clips of it. All right. So disclaimer right up front, there's an American version of it that just started releasing. When I heard there was going to be an American version of it, I was like, it is going to be horrible. (laughs) And you know what I've heard? It is horrible, but you're still in the first couple episodes that are coming out. So it might not be horrible when it is later, but we are definitely talking here about the original British version of ghosts and in ghosts, uh, uh, somebody inherits a giant mansion, a button house and, that they are, you know, like, oh, we got no money, but hey, let's make it a bed and breakfast or a wedding menu or whatever it is that they're going to do. And they go there and because they, they get this because a person passed. And so you see somebody at the very beginning, they're dying and you see a bunch of people standing around them and go, hey, welcome to Button House. And then the person ascends up into heaven or whatever the miraculous next event is. And they're like, oh, she left. So you know that this place is haunted. Because one of them is a caveman, one of them is dressed in like, uh, I don't know, early Victorian garb. Someone's dressed like from the '90s. Uh, another person is dressed from, uh, you know, just back in the Renaissance, that kind of stuff. And the lady who I'm not going to say how this happens, but she can see ghosts, 
and she can see these ghosts and interact with these ghosts and has to put up with them, but her husband cannot see ghosts. And therein, comedy ensues. Oh, yeah, it's a comedy. I forgot to mention that. Apparently, the American one's a tragedy. The British <laughs> one's a comedy. So uh, it is all kinds of trying to get these ghosts past there. Oh, we don't want anything to change. We don't want stuff to go on around the house. Uh, then her sort of introducing them to new things in the world uh, and sort of them coming to terms of living with the ghosts. And it is hilarious and it is entertaining. And it is, you know, I think there's a whole new trend of, hey, more supernatural, ghostly like things. Like there's this hotel one, a Korean drama where someone's like the hotel person for ghosts and, and whatnot. But this one, ghosts from the BBC is a lot of fun. And like I said, we haven't gotten all the way to the end because I'm rationing it. We're watching one, maybe two episodes a night instead of having binged them all in one weekend. Any questions? Cool. So are there ghosts in uh, Ghost? <laughs> there are ghosts. And occasionally you'll get a little bit about some of their backstory like we do in the Doom Patrol. It's kind of a standard format for you know long-term uh, serialized fiction or whatever. But that... Um, you know, you'll get a little bit here and there, but they don't try and force it all off on you right away. They're, it felt like they're okay. like, well, if this if this show ends, we'll have given you enough that you'll enjoy the show, and and you won't have heard everybody's case. Uh, oh, and the basement. Okay, so the basement scenes are kind of scary at first. There are two classes of ghosts. They're the ones who get to be upstairs <laughs> and live in the in the house in general and sort of do their ghostly things, and then of course there was a plague pit. And all of the people who are buried <laughs> oh, in the plague gosh. pit are living in the basement. Oh gosh. And oh. it is, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. That, that sounds like an absolute delight. You, that plague pit full of basement full of people. It <laughs> is. Sounds- it is great. And it's, it's a plot line for a little while. And, and there's that. So, but yeah, they're having to try and get money. And so that's the deals. They've got this scramble all the time to get money. And then people have said, Oh my gosh, this is haunted. And so they get ghost hunters to show up for, you know, a period. And, <laughs> you know, then they get archeologists to show up and excavate things and they get, you know, documentary crews come in and do different stuff. And then they actually try and host events. Uh, and it is, you know, it's, it's not exactly faulty towers, but what is right. So, this kind of reminds me of a few other BBC things. Yes. Because this reminds me of, uh, this reminds me of being human. Yes. Like a, a much less serious version of being human. It reminds me of what I wanted being human to be. Mm. Um, so being human was, it, it was weird. a werewolf. A, was it a werewolf, a vampire and a ghost? A werewolf, a vampire and a ghost live it, sharing an apartment together and right. hilarity does not quite ensue, but I mean, there are funny moments, but yeah, it's not a comedy. Right. Which you would think it would be. Cause that's totally the way a joke begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you didn't say is walk into a bar right. at the end of that. And yeah, you, you right. you're exactly right. This is written. Pr- that sounds like a premise for comedy and it wasn't there, yeah. but it was a great series. But this, I think, this, this also kind of, it also kind of reminds me of um, what we do in the shadows to a degree. Yeah. Oh, I tried to watch that. I so tried to watch that. I couldn't. Too painful. Too painful. Oh, this, okay. So the series or the movie? Um, I, I think it was a series. So here's the deal. Just for our listeners who this may be your first episode or, or um, 
people who haven't ever actually listened to what I was saying before. I I find cringe humor <laughs> particularly painful. Oh, okay. And okay. I mean physically okay. painful. So it's like uh, those of you who are as old as we might remember a show called Three's Company, where half of each episode was a build up towards one person's particularly bad cringe moment of what was going on. Anyway, so uh, I find it almost physically painful to watch big cringe moment things. And if it's if it's a deal and it happens and it's done, that's fine. But the continued buildup is mentally agonizing for me. And oh, fair I enough. got that from okay, okay. the f- opening credits of what we do in the dark. And we got to something happening in the hospital and um, I don't even remember what was going on. And I was like, nope, I just can't watch this. It's, it's, it's not high enough production value for me to be able to ignore X, Y, or Z. And so I know it's gotcha. great. I know a lot of people like it. It has been recommended to me by Bob, who was previously on the show and some other folks, but I can't just, can't. it's not for you. Nope. Not saying it's Nothing bad. Just that. saying it hurts me. It hurts me it's real just, bad. It's, it's, it does not get the Donald Dennis seal of approval. Right. That's fair. And besides you, you've already angered all of the lost fans earlier on in this very episode. So at this point, you, they're not uh, listening to this show. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Lost, you're, you're right. lost fans. Don't listen to this. They're busy watching Lost. All of you Lost fans that are listening to this, write in and tell John how wrong he is. How very, very wrong. <laughs> and you can go to the face group, uh, Facebook group and talk about me, and I can't respond until the 20th or 28th of the month. Because <laughs> he's in Facebook jail. This is amazing. <laughs> Listeners, you have never had a better opportunity in your life. Right. This is, <laughs> this is your time to shine. I don't know how I've never ended up in Facebook jail and yet Donald's been in it like, I don't know, five, 12 times. I don't know. Okay. So the first time I got in Facebook jail, (laughs) um, I, I posted a thing and it said, you did this and it has the thing. And I'm like, but it doesn't do this. And so I sent it to the group who I thought I had gotten the meme from. I says, this group, this meme got me banned on another group because I thought it was a person who beam, who banned me and not Facebook. And so I got double dinged on that. And then I said, well, fine, I'm going to cut a very small portion of that picture and share it and say, this is the one you'll recognize it just from this small part of it. And apparently the Facebook picture tracking algorithm said, nope, you're doomed. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, There was no actual sex happening in this picture, but whatever. Um, And so I got hard banned there. And I think because this is a second uh, a, a second thing that happened. And then I said, no, you're wrong. I wasn't actually violating your community standards, whatever those may be Facebook that um, <laughs> they said, Nope. And we're banning you from this and we're banning you from groups for a long time. And much sadness happened. So there we go. Uh, Curse you Mark Zuckerberg. The same picture got me three times. I think you, I think you should get a, a, a badge on Facebook for that. Yeah, I, I would on Board Game Geek, that's for sure. Some sort of <laughs> mark of shame. <laughs> there you go. That's so, the next so, micro badge. Mark of shame. There yeah. needs to be for so, currently in Facebook so, jail. All right. So. <laughs> no, that's great. All right. Well. Uh, so listeners, uh, design a badge for Donald. For being there you in go. Facebook jail. You could also post those in the Inverse Genius group on Facebook, and I can't respond to them until, yep. until time has passed. <laughs> so. 
<sighs> Go there, torment me. I dare you. So many chances for glory. Now, don't do it so bad that you get put in Facebook jail. That you can't. Well, I don't know. What if it's a really sweet micro uh, micro badge, right? Like, I mean, if this is the best micro badge in the history of ever, I'm uh, send me that meme. I'll try it. I'll, I, I was I'll onto them on. tormenting me, but yes, oh, uh, you're right. That too. <laughs> that too. Yeah, there you go. If it does both things, then, uh, you know. Win, win. Well, I think our spice has flown and our, <laughs> our, our tell and tell has happened, which I didn't even define oh what the whole episode was about at the beginning, but that's all right. Who cares? Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, go watch ghosts, go watch doom patrol and uh, go watch the regular show. And John, I swear I didn't put those in any order, you know, that symbolic didn't, you know, I didn't put them in a symbolic <laughs> order. Yeah. He, he definitely didn't vote. With his sorting. I didn't. <laughs> no. And go play Storybook Brawl, too. Because I would have put Doom Patrol first, actually. I would have put Doom Patrol there you go. first. It is really good. So. I mean, it is really good. So, yeah, I can't fault you for that. It is. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Bill, real quick, uh, one place where can you be found? What's your Tweety handle? I am at B-C-J-B-E-E-C-E-E-J-A-Y on the Twitter machine. And John? Um, I'm on the Twitter machine at Dude. That's K-O-L-B-O-L-D-D-U-D-E. Um, and you should go listen to SwarmCastPodcast.com. Dude. Right. Well, anyway, so I like how you both steal each other's jokes. All right. It's like we're going to start with <laughs> Bill stealing John's joke, and then we're going to end with John stealing Bill's joke. So you've it's called a callback, Donald. You've this episode nicely. <laughs> It's not excellent. A- anyway, I'm Donald Dennis all over the wilds of the internet as well. Sphio. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the inverse genius fortnightly, where we geek out about stuff that we've enjoyed lately. Head on over to the Facebook group and let us know what you've been watching, uh, reading, uh, drawing, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, also I forgot to mention geeking out about inktober stuff. Been doing a lot of pen and ink. Go see my pictures, not in the Facebook group. Just find me. And uh, eventually because, I'll post because them. Donald can't post things in the Facebook group because he's in Facebook jail. I'm in Facebook jail. I'm, I'm more like on Get. Facebook house arrest at this point. Oh, that's because fair. I can post in general on Facebook, just not in groups. <laughs> You've been set to the naughty bin. I have. All wow. right. But. <laughs> well, I think we're done here. So, uh, yep, I'm Donald. Uh, I'm Bill. I'm John. And uh, goodbye, everybody. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Thank you.